right, you perverts? What do you want to know? About what? <laughs> okay, I'm going to do this instead. Hello and welcome to the Winter Q&A for Season Quest. Ooh. We're going to um, A some Qs. I got in trouble when I said we're going to Q some A's. The A's have been queued up and we're about to A some Qs. The Qs have been queued up and we're about to A some Qs. You're right. Because our A's will be decided as we hear the Qs. Something we should say, spoilers, I'll put that at the front as well. Spoilers, hi, this is spoilers, obviously. Yeah, spoilers <laughs> for um, winter. Yeah. I'm Lucy, and I played Bungo the Good. I'm Tom, and I played Thorkel Gorlaki. I'm Troy, and I played Margarita. And I'm Charlie, and I played everyone else. Let's start from the beginning. We received a question from Wesley asking, what made us start the Season Quest podcast? So, Season Quest is an idea I came up with while we were in production for a different project from top to bottom that Troy and I were working on. And I needed to think about something else for a minute. Mm -hmm. So I came up with all of the idea of Season Quest at once on his couch. That's right. (laughs) All of our seasons, she's thought up every story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Every character. But that's just like the base idea for Season Quest. Everyone else has been doing their own characters and stories and such. Yeah. Lucy messaged me and said... Hey Tom, I've asked uh, Troy and Charlie first, and then I asked a couple other D&D friends, but they didn't want to do it. So were you king? And I said, lovely, love to. I've been a huge fan of D&D and podcasts and all this, and you know, the Venn diagram middle bit of those two for ages. So yeah, I felt like this would be a very fun thing to do. So far, it's not been, but you know. <laughs> we also all attended the New Zealand School of Film and Television, where we played a couple of tabletop games, including Cyberpunk and a little bit of D&D. A lot of bit of D&D for us. We yeah. played D&D consistently over the whole year. Troy wasn't there because he doesn't like us. That's true. The three of them played a lot together, and I kind of climbed aboard last minute so that we could uh, get it published online and have people listen to your D&D games. I was the DM most of the time, except for the times that Tom was. I was the DM the other rest of the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> also a film school. That's how we all met. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Cool, I hope that answers your question, Wesley. We did it because we can. <laughs> we did it because we fucking wanted to. So the first episode was Fresh Fish and Tennis Goblins. What was the... So there was that main city we started in. Horizons Gate. Horizons Gate. Yes. Uh, was there more to that than we saw, or...? Um, Horizons Gate is not the, the capital city, but it is the most populated city of um, that continent in Aelia. It has a lot within it that I've, I've run in other sessions, some wizard towers, some, um, some sea folk in the bay that have their own little community. Um, those didn't come up because they weren't relevant. But yeah, there's a little there's a little community of sea folk that live underneath all the boats and shit. Ooh, oh, cool. Yeah. Were they the fresh fucking fish? <laughs> uh, they're the people who are the fishers mm. that get the fresh fucking fish. I have a question. Okay, um, I have an answer. Uh, Queen of Aelia, whatever. Aelia. Queen Baila. Queen Baila. Mm. When you know she became queen after her uncle before, and there was sort of this like mm. little. Uh, backstory we had and a little bit of that backstory in the first episode Mm. how much ahead had you planned the fleshing out of that charlie what do you mean okay like the fleshing out of the backstory of the uncle because it does come up later on. yeah yeah so um queen bela and king babarin were was something that i worked out with troy way before we started started recording um their whole story was decided we While knew we that were... I served Queen Baylor, yeah. and I knew that I knew that she had done something to not betray King Babarin, but like go against his wishes. Yeah, yeah. But I knew that we had purposely failed 
some sort of conquest earlier before the campaign took place. So I was aware of that before we began. Mm. Cool. You decided to open up your episode with Queen Baylor's incredible speech that you'd written mm. and then followed it by a, a cutscene of the three of us, Bungo, Thorkel, and Margot, going up against, I believe it was a troll, was a troll. or an ogre. A troll. troll. What made you decide that was how we were beginning our adventure? So I like like doing that sort of epic intro sort of thing, but I wanted to sort of twist it where, you know, the curtains come apart and no one's there. Mm. That sort of intro allows a player to describe how they are in battle without having to um, rely on the dice so that they might fail or might not fail. So you can be like, yeah, this is the cool shit I'm doing. Yeah, that's um, cool. And this is what my character's about. See, I love that for the most part, but this was the first time I'd ever played a wizard, and I didn't know a lot about being a wizard at that <laughs> point. So I didn't know I was going to do, like, stupid things in combat. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I would hit hard and hit often. Mm. Tom asked about my character's backstory. How far in advance had you guys talked about Thorfinn? Thorfinn. Our, our favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> Thorfinn was... I think, I think Thorfinn's funny. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't much. He wasn't planned. We he said, wasn't planned. We didn't even talk, choose his age until the day we recorded. I think. Yeah. I think I said I wanted to have a kid, and we were. Charlie was like, "Do you want him to come along?" And I was like, "I don't know. Maybe mm. if you want him to." And then Charlie was like, "Okay." And then I think we decided. And that's yeah. That's when I started being like, "I can make something out of this." Yeah. Nice. So Thor Thorfinn had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he was a child that I had to give me character development. I'm going to be honest, my character was not as well planned as your guys. Like, <laughs> I didn't have any backstory. I was like, I wanted to be a wizard because I never played a wizard before and I love spells. Genuinely, the only bit that I had truly prepared in advance, like bar my spells and stuff, was my name. Hmm. That, that was the one I came up with ahead of time. Hmm. Even then I didn't realise I was going to name everything after Wombles until I started recording, like until <laughs> we were at the table. And even I didn't come up with my name again. That was one of my mom. Yeah, Jenny. I came up with the good, and she came up with the bongo. <laughs> the the thing about having characters with no backstory, though, that is a goldmine for DMs yeah. because they can play in your entire history, yeah. and you just have to go along with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So episode two was butterfly, caterpillar, stone, and fire. Where we met our very favorite Mulholland. Mm. Inarguably, the two most annoying characters to listen to while listening to the beginning of a podcast. Yeah, Big Tree and Big Man. Yeah, both slow voices that had a lot of uh, pauses edited out by Lucy and Tom. I, okay, you don't know how much slower those voices were last night. Do you want to give us a quick example of how quickly Woody Tree spoke to us? I do want to say, uh, just just for the sake of uh, giving Lucy way 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 more credit like because she deserves a lot more credit than she gets <laughs> so you're gonna say yeah, you're gonna I, 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 I was more credit than she's due because <laughs> um, because i uh i don't do any i like all my editing is purely just sound levels so lucy is the one who has to cut out every single pause which takes a fucking long time or the mm -hmm. many times we dox ourselves within the first season of season quest me and tom say our entire address probably seven times I don't live there anymore. You do. When this comes out, I will. Yeah, it comes out next week, Tom. Not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you give us an example of Woody Tree, the most... I... Um... Sick of this bit. Anyway, carrying on. Uh... Oh. <laughs> tree. 
Beautiful. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> Who? Oh, no. <laughs> I think when we recorded that, that was when we weren't really sure on how long an episode would be. Like, we were kind of stressed about how how long it would take for yeah. that, like, w- whether or not that tree would eat up a whole episode to themselves and stuff we, like that. And if the first session would be three episodes, and it was yeah. like two. No, the first session was two and a half. Two, two and a little bit. It was, so we knew we wanted to have about hour-long episodes at the start, but I just didn't know how sharply stuff would cut down. For the most part, about 50% gets cut out of every session. <laughs> Occasionally more. <laughs> For example, uh, episode 10, Bevs, Bevs and Beefy Boys, is 75 minutes long. That's over three and a half hours of footage. Yeah. Um, oh, and it probably isn't 50% that gets cut up. Probably 60% uh, is kept behind. Um, but yeah, Bevs, Bevs was about 40% was kept down. Yeah. So, you know. And I think, I, think you, know yet. I think you got a lot better at cutting stuff as we went along, like cutting down bits that were irrelevant and keeping mm. the bits that were irrelevant but still funny that's something Thanks. good we have a question from the dungeons and dipshits podcast what does tom's hair smell like this is for episode two tom okay. i use a coconut shampoo let me get a i have allergies my nose is blocked oh it smells like shit okay well that's wrong <laughs> it I have smells a coconut, like dice i have a coconut shampoo and then i have a bamboo conditioner so i'm mixed between coconut and bamboo thank you for your question i have been given few compliments on my hair uh, in my time. Uh, stroked many a time. So, Butterfly, Caterpillar, Stone, Fire. Mulholland, lovely character. We love him dearly. We do. Mm-hmm. Tell us <laughs> about him. Tell him. us. Tell us, Charlie. Okay. Giants are very fun to roleplay. And specifically, the, the lore of stone giants is that their reality is within the the earth like underground everything is solid nothing really changes that's their real world and these land walkers uh, dream walkers i think they're called that go above land and see within their lifetime which is pretty lengthened the skies change every day and the, like the waters move back and forth and all that it's impossible for them to sort of recognize as reality because it's just so flowing and different so they go into this trance that they believe they're in a dream. And, you know, reading that, I was like, that's got to be the funnest fucking thing to role play. Mm. So I had to have a, a stone giant in there. Um, and, yeah, Mulholland was an absolute delight to to play. He was a delight to know as mm. well. I also really loved the, like, impress me mm. kind of part of it, because it's, I don't know, for a lot of D&D, it kind of boils down to, like, combat this thing yeah. but i liked impressed me i yeah. thought it was a very funny task i, I love um non like skill based or combat sort of puzzles where it, like sort of makes the player think oh, what what kind of different thing can i do yeah, yeah. Cause inherently when you're playing D, you can a lot of the time it, it like you just roll what your character does and mm. that's really that gets pretty boring especially when you're listening to it yeah on a podcast and so when you when you were like show me something cool i was like well i can do a couple cool things what's the coolest thing i can do that would impress this giant because like a giant's not going to be impressed by the fact that i can push people really Mm. far because he can do that by flicking them so how can i (laughs) i can jump and stay in the air i liked being able to like just hide in plain sight i had a good time hiding in plain sight i felt like 
Clinching. Yeah, clinching. Clinching was the other thing. That was pretty good. I wasn't very convinced what my character was going to be like at the beginning, but once I knew I could clench and hide <laughs> in plain sight, like, I was sorted. Yeah. See, I think it'd be very funny if, like, comparing this to see if what Bongo would do at the very end of the season, because I was just like, oh yeah, I'll shoot off, like, Fireball or something, the most, like, visually interesting s- spell. I could turn into a gas. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I just didn't even think of that. Mm. Like, yeah. It definitely would have been impressive for Mulholland. Thorfinn was so whiny and scared at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's insane how Thorfinn, at the start of the season, went from such a little bastard. And then by the end (laughs) of the season, he was like, Oh, God. (laughs) Give me crown. (laughs) Something we should say. Spoilers. I'll put that at the front as well. Spoilers. Hi. This is spoilers, obviously. Yeah, spoilers (laughs) for Um, winter. Yeah. Shall we also talk about Carter? Yes, we should. <laughs> my personal favourite character, he carts. My? Oh, no, Carter was my favourite. I was thinking about Felix for some reason, even mm. though I was visually thinking of Carter. <laughs> Felix Carter was you. funny. Yeah, I didn't like Felix because he was mean. We can talk about him too. Felix and Carter. I love Felix. Yeah. I think Felix <laughs> The is... dynamic duo that never match. I think, I think funny bits is when you can launch into fucking... <laughs> you can be like, to a character, man, fuck this. And the character's like, yeah... Fuck that, and then it's just there for them for the rest of their <laughs> lives, because that's all that they know. Yeah. <laughs> it was helpful to have him. My character had proficiency in land vehicles, and I didn't get to use it because Thorfinn was learning how to drive. <laughs> that was that was really fun as well. That was also, like, the fucking seed to the beginning of me trying to fucking light up people's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Horse Headlights is one of my favourite season quest jokes, because it's so stupid. So stupid. And so on brand. I think uh, Carter's Carter's great because he is uh, a character who did nothing except for complain about the fact that we were in his car (laughs) and yet by the end of it we were like we miss him where is he (laughs) did he show up at the end Uh, yeah he came and joined us in Mm. winter yeah uh so episode three big battles and small secrets we were on a boat we were on a boat i fucking love boats (laughs) my character was a sailor so i was hoping we would sail yeah, Thorkell was had, like, to, had to throw one in there for you. He was a he was a sailor. That was his whole thing. And we um, found out Tom doesn't know that much about boats. No, no, but I really do like them a lot. I knew a little bit, a little bit of boat stuff. Um, you know that they're flammable. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know what came over me. <laughs> like that was rough. Chaos. That was our, was that our first like proper proper combat encounter? Because we had tennis go- we just skipped over tennis goblin entirely. Yeah, we had tennis goblin, which was great. And he was like, that was a really the fun. That was a really fun combat encounter. Was uh, and Lucy and I got to bond over the fact that we've both heard the of Fallout. the tunnel snakes, but we've never played Fallout. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that was that was a really fun fight. Back to boats. That was our first like proper fight where we actually like mm. were. There was so much strategizing. Yeah, lot, we had to think a lot about like mm. what we were doing. I didn't. I was playing a barbarian. I went smack, 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 smack. Uh, protect some. It was also the episode that we found out Bungo was dumb on boats. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Nobody was great at seeing. And I had my secret phone call with Queen Bela where she let me know that there was a secret weapon in the Giant Kingdom to retrieve. Yeah, mm. that was the important bit. And I think we should have talked about that more, but it's funny that we didn't. It was also the introduction of the strongest item in Season Quest, the look stick. Yeah, I did mm. love that look stick. That was a good look stick. Mm. Well, not to me. Mm. Not to you. You looked through it backwards. Yeah. That sword has is actually um, made an appearance in every single one of my campaigns. Is it the really? king? Is that the king yeah. sword that we stole? Yeah. So we did a personal campaign uh, last year, 
me, Tom, and Charlie. Charlie, Charlie was running it, and we stole a sword from the king. It was like one of our big objectives. It was also the point where uh, we recognized that Bungo has a little bit of winter power. Yeah, mm, which that I was kind of ignored a little bit. We did. We kind of kept going back to it, being like, "This is weird." <laughs> Every um, couple of episodes, it was like, "Did we?" Where did you get that spell book from? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, Bachelor yeah. pad days. And then it happened. <laughs> that was another thing we didn't discuss. You, did you have that planned before? I, I planned to have a sort of you all guided by winter. Um, and obviously the most magically inclined would be the one that is most, um, not accepting, but like receptive to mm-hmm. winter's magic. So you were, when I was thinking up of what would happen? You you were the, in my mind, the champion of winter. Yeah, um, it's great. It also gave Bungo a lot more prowess and a lot more agency. Mm. Yeah, I just used two writing words. So <laughs> yeah. I, I I thought that was uh, I think it was really funny because I think at the time the spellbook thing happened and we were like, but it was the start of the session when it got brought up, mm. and we were like, oh well, we gotta, you know, stay too long on this one thing. Yeah. And so we ended up just skipping over it a little bit <laughs> and then coming back to it later. Yeah. I think also uh, the big battles and uh, little secrets, uh, small secrets, that's also the first episode where we uh, say have stuff without everyone there. And I, and we do it like occasionally. Just it was the, the first time you guys left so that I could have my secret co- yeah. phone conversation. I, I think secrets mm. is a really fun thing to introduce into D anD D because I have only once before doing season quest ever had like a secret between me and the DM, and it was the first time I ever played D anD D. I wrote a note saying I'm gonna betray betray my party. <gasps> like I it was I turned evil. Mm. Secrets are fun. That was it. Secrets are very fun. I think the other fun thing about the secrets thing was me and Lucy both knew that we were going to hear it when the episode, because we both edited it, but we didn't know. Like, we didn't know until, like, next session or so. We didn't know, not till next session, the session after. We didn't know until we were, like, in the box. Yeah. And even then, you didn't know what some of that stuff meant, because, like, Queen Baylor and I were being vague about... Mm. Uh, King Babarin's, you know, the whole yeah. thing there. We were being vague on purpose. She knew yeah. to be careful on call. Mm. <laughs> on the Jimmy. On FaceTime. <laughs> Jim was also really fun. Because it was just a phone. Yeah. 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 Uh, we also all had a water-based power, and I think that's very fun. Like, yours was... I was a wind boy. Yeah, you had... You were a sailor. You, uh... I was able to breathe underwater, and I never got to use it, because I believe you got rid of the water. <laughs> I had controlled water. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and, and obviously Thorfinn was a trident. Yes, of course. Um, the other thing we played about Thorfinn was that he was half trident, because I wanted him to be yeah. half Goliath. That's true. I yeah. wanted it to be that I had a ship crash, and that's why I didn't boat anymore, and I adventured instead, because I, mm. uh, I didn't want to crash. Hmm. I don't know if I knew that about the ship crash. I thought no, it was I, just I a... I it didn't came up. up, no. Yeah. Huh, cool. That was, because sometimes stuff just, just doesn't come up organically. Yeah. Mm. So that's a quarter of the episodes. I yes. do have a quick question uh, from Emmy Inkwich. How did you decide what kind of branding and images you wanted for Season Quest? So it was... <laughs> that's that's funny to us because Emmy Inkwich actually uh, designed it, yeah. the logos for winter, spring, summer and autumn. It was a back and forth in our messenger chat, I think it was. Charlie did our original designs of... Um, like the four trees in their seasons and that's kind of like all we yeah, had we yeah. just wanted something that kind of covered yeah. the four seasons and yeah. that's kind of all the ideas we had in the end mm-hmm. 
Charlie kind of made more visual designs. And then we they dropped based him. Off. And then I got dropped. And then we by the agency. Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> um, got rid of him. <laughs> and Emmy really stepped up the game and just like made Kicked what we wanted ass. look good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Not that yours didn't, Charlie. Just that um, it was wasn't way good better. enough. And, yeah. and the and the banners were also incredible because I don't uh, think we didn't even ask for the banners. We Emmy was just like we just wanted to draw the banners for us and it, they look fucking awesome. I love the, the banners beautiful so landscape banners are gorgeous. Yeah. Well, Emmy yeah. did a great job and they had some additional edits and designs by Logan and they've really mm. we've done we've got some outstanding imagery for the podcast. Yeah. Cuz like Troy messaged me at some point and he was like, "What what's the kind of makeup of your homebrew world?" and I answered and then like a day or two later I got back. So, so the next episode was I can't dinosaur county. Which My is... first favorite episode in terms of funny. Like, this is that was also... the first one that made me laugh out loud a lot. This is the first episode where we decided that we weren't going to do blank and blank for every episode because the rest of them are blank and something and something. Yeah, it wasn't my intention to do that, but I just wanted, like, for all the titles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Hi. what you wanted, is it? I wanted, oh. I wanted funny sounding things. <laughs> Admittedly, the second one is Butterfly, Caterpillar, Stone, and Fire. So, like, that's something, 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 and something. Yeah, but it is it, it like this is still the first yeah. one where we do we get we get rid of the end. It's also it's my favorite title, partially because it's really funny, partially because Charlie fucking hated it. I still hate it. Yeah, the so fact Charlie bad. went. I don't want an episode based in my world to have such a stupid fucking <laughs> title. I, if I may as well, I only left in part of the tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> we all remember it so vividly. A uh, cue from our one of our earlier Instagram posts. Um, from Jonathan Lake. Did one of the characters take a pet dinosaur? No. No. And it's tragic. We should have. I, I think in that same episode, one of the dinosaurs almost took a pet Bungo. Or at least that's what Bungo thought pterodactyls did, was <laughs> take children back to their nests to make them to dead. Be, to I, become a different kid. If I may, this is absolutely a thing that I've seen happen in shows, although I couldn't name one, <laughs> of like a big bird or a big... like creature fly like taking someone away flying them up to their nest and it becomes one of the children and lives with them happens in ice age yeah ice age ice age uh i should have i should have known ice age definitive fact um, oh, you're one of the ice age obsessed how dare you <laughs> i think that was fun because i've never fought a dinosaur before but i've mm. always wanted mm. to that was a fun battle because like Thorkel was jumping up on top of the dinosaurs. Yeah. I was trying to launch arrows into it. You were casting spells, Bungo. I got some Shadow of the Colossus shit. I got very hurt at the end. I was like, oh, fuck it. And I pulled out one of my biggest spells, which was exciting. That was also, well, maybe it was my uh, lightning wand. Was that when we lost fun. our dagger? Yeah, it was. That was, that, yeah. That's what I want to know. Did you plan that while we were doing our watches, somebody was going to steal our dagger? Like, well, Bungo's dagger? Like, was that part of your plan? You were, you were being followed by the dagger gang since your first encounter with them, and they were waiting for an opportunity to steal from you. So on an mm. unsuccessful watch, that's when they would have come in and mm. grabbed some daggers. Yeah. More like waiting on us because they didn't have a boat and were swimming behind us. Well, you saw... I believe it was you who saw a light on the water. Yeah, I did. That was their boat. Mm. It's a submarine. <laughs> with, um, with boater. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Fuck. Oh, none of us could also That's see that scared. episode. Yeah, we're not very good at many things. Uh, it's also, I believe, the episode where I clenched on a volcano and almost broke through the volcanic yeah, crust that's at the very end i believe and i just levitated everyone all the way through oh and the nudist uh, the nudist nudists. Nudists. Mm. i love the nudists 
They were fun. They were very fun. What was the shame we didn't see them again? They were Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got up to the giant city for episode five, Big City, A Little Trouble. Caligo. Caligo, or uh, Flamingo, as we affectionately refer to it. No, that's an elven city. Yeah, another question from Jonathan is, what was your favourite part of the giant city? Was there anything we didn't get to? There there was a chance for you guys to get to, um, or pass, Vinslaver's castle. Mm. Um, But you took... The pussies route. The stealthy under-the-buildings route. Yeah, and Brer's help as well, which kind of... Helped you get right to the box. Were you yeah. expecting us to take Brer's help? I had prepared for either option. If yeah. you if you wanted his help, if you accepted him, or if you said no, because you never know yeah. with players if they say yes or no. Oh, I mean, no. Got... As soon as you said, let's be friends to Lucy's character, it was clear that that's what we were going with. Yeah. <laughs> you must have fucking loved how pliable Bongo was. Mm. <laughs> that was very helpful <laughs> for what Brer had planned. And then Bungo got their confidence at the end. If I may, hmm. that's not the first time Charlie's tricked me into helping a prisoner escape. <laughs> in D&D. And it I should clarify. <laughs> and it won't be the last. Mm-mm. It's You love <laughs> the power complex, I guess. I don't know. It's very funny. I it's... loved the Three Stooges. Yeah, the Three Stooges. Did Giants. you plan on them being Three Stooges when you wrote them? Or did you do Yeah, because I, I named them. Did like you? Lars, Kurt, and Mop. Ah. Larry, Curly, and Mo. If I may, uh, there's a great moment where Troy's like, oh, now I feel silly because this is a th- three stooges and I didn't get it till now. And I... Oh, no, Tom. sorry, Tom, Tom said that. Tom said that. And I was like, ah, and I didn't get that until Tom said it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the three stooges mm. and I still don't plan to. That also that episode also has my least favourite use of a spell. Um, and that was Bungo making Thorkel's teeth shine grey light so that we could be more stealthy while travelling under the buildings. How dare you, it's genius. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, jumping back to me being a gas for a second <laughs> from the previous episode. Uh, jumping back I, to when we weren't talking about you being a gas. <laughs> uh, just, um, we, were, we were talking about me being a gas for a moment when I escaped the, the big bird. What's the word I'm looking for? Dinosaur. Pterodactyl. <laughs> Pterodactyl. Like what I said, but specific. Why were you guys mean to me and kept keep putting me in a water skin? Funny. Because you were slow. You were slow as a gas and you were going to hinder our journey. So it would have been easier for us to carry you because you had like a super Could slow 10 foot 10 speed. foot a turn, yeah. Funny. Funny. Mean. You're not the only person we've offered to put in a bottle. We did that later on too. Yeah, and I felt bad for him. And yeah. he hated it too. Yeah. Anyway, Brer was an interesting character. Mm. Tell us more about him. Brer is... One of my favorite kinds of characters to roleplay, uh, sort of trickster archetype, hence his name Br'er, like Br'er Rabbit, mm-hmm. who is a trickster. Yeah, he's, like, the, the thing about playing those sorts of characters is you as a DM get to just be coy about things that make players so nervous, and you don't even know what you're up to yet. You can just be like, why don't you be friends with me? And they'll all be nervous, and you don't know what you're talking about, and they agree, and then you're like, sweet, now I can make something out of that. Right? Ah, that threw me that. so much, because you set up that little mission of helping Brea escape from the confines of the curse from Vinslava hmm. by us retrieving the sword, but there was, like, the whole convoluted, like, wait, if we get the sword, we go get the sword, then we've got to come back, free Brea, so that Vinslava, but we could just leave, like, I was so confused in the episode... <laughs> I'm still not 100% sure, like... 
What would have happened if we'd like fully freed Brea? Was he going to be worse than Vince Lava? Yes. Oh no. Yeah, he he would have been the next big villain. Nice. Oh yeah. Mm. For season thrive. <laughs> um. Thrive. And then we got to the box with "Welcome to the Box, Mother Frosters." Mm. Which I believe we argued about the title of that episode within the episode. We argued about it in the episode, and then we argued about it on Messenger for quite a while. Because mm-hmm. we, Charlie really wanted it to just be motherfuckers. Yeah. I really wanted it to be motherfuckers as well. But we couldn't do it without We weren't sure if we would get away with it on certain podcast platforms. We were far too new for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think now we would probably name an episode with the fuck in the title. With the fuck word, yeah. With the fuck word in the title. Because we uh, say fuck a lot. It's, yeah, just on the note of swearing. Uh, so, as, as it's been mentioned many a times, my mum listens to this podcast. And me and my mum were visiting my grandparents. And she was like, can I please play a bit of the podcast for them? And I was like, absolutely not. And she's like, cool, I'm going to do it anyway. And she did. And I don't, I think it was like one of the first episodes of Spring where, like, one of the first things I say, I was like, oh, fuck you, Tom. And then Tom's like, oh, like, don't be so fucking stupid. Then I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up, you cunt. <laughs> it's just, like, immediate. And my mom's like, I'm just going to stop that. <laughs> no more of that. Funny. Ooh. We're a bit potty mouthed. I think also another funny thing is before we started, uh, just on the subject of swearing, before we started, we were like, we want to keep swearing to a minimum. We don't want to swear too much. We want to make sure that we can have as many people listen as possible. And then the moment we got in, we were like, fuck you, fuck this, <laughs> fucking shit, cunt. It's, I... Which is mainly due to our aggression. I, yeah, I live in like... Our. This in quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> I live in pretty much all of the swearing, but I take out a lot of, like, the vulgarity. Mm. Like... Because Troy's is a lot of really disgusting things. I'm just really homophobic. Mm. Uh, my boyfriend is too. <laughs> A lot of the cum jokes don't make it. Almost none of them. <laughs> yeah, sadly, um, sadly Charlie cut, uh, Ch- sadly Lucy cut every single instance of Charlie saying uh, he was going to come in me, yeah. which happened uh, like nine yeah. times recorded. To be fair, we did manage to get in there that Bungo fucks, that <laughs> Thorkal really fucks, and that Margarita didn't fuck and was a virgin. Bungo fucks harder than Thorkal. Oh That's yeah. Uh, just, just, yeah. I mean, we're not up to that episode yet, but we do want to get it out there in the Q&A. But with swearing Bungo and Lucy, Fox. Bungo Fox. Yeah. How far in advance did you plan that the majority of your winter campaign with freeing the sword was going to take place within a refrigerator? And that's was a... it inspired by a refrigerator? That's a good question, Troy. That was... Thanks, Charlie. That was... <laughs> Back to you, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought about the campaign. I, I was like, winter, okay, what can I do? Christmas? No, wait. No. Southern Hemisphere. Southern Hemisphere. I want to put them in a giant refrigerator and just have them, like, not even know it, but just climb up the different levels and then get to somewhere. So that was what I based my entire thing on, is just a dumb joke about you guys going through a refrigerator. Was it upsetting for you when we clicked that it was a refrigerator and we referred to it as, like, the refrigerator for the rest of the campaign? It was, it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. I love that. We also met the Vegemites, which were cool little creatures that we just kept coming, and they mm. won't stop coming. What? Uh, jumping back a moment, we got the uh, Schnoblins as well. Yeah. Mm. The Yeti. I was excited about the Yeti. Mm. Yeah. I ha- I had a question about that. Yeah. What What were you gonna do if I died, or if my son died? Like, what was your plan for that? Because I almost died in that. What would would you have just given me another character and Thorkel would have just been there or? Oh yeah, you died for almost died from Yeti piss. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So with that, um. 
and, and I, Dorka went on death saves. Yeah, I am often. fully open to characters just dying. Yeah, I would not have pulled any punches or anything like that. I mean, I mean more in regard to um, like plot, plot, plot. Um, especially for Thorfinn. Especially yeah, for Thorfinn. Thorfinn. Yeah, I don't know. I I think there's reincarnation is is pretty canon in my world. So like maybe he would have his spirit would have moved on to a different person or something like that. I would have. Bongo and I had to get a new character. That's not how reincarnation works. <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, so basically, what you're saying is, I would, fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. I would have worked with you to sort of build a reincarnated, possibly. Yeah. God. Cool. It's a Schnoblins. What was that lovely Schnoblin friend called? Scarred. Scarred. Of the cold collars. Yes, cold collars. I'm a huge Goblin fan, so when Charlie put it in, I immediately treated him better than my son out of reflex. <laughs> you did! I love Goblins too. <laughs> They're just the best. Um, Lucy was my dad. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, we that had good. some cute father-son bonding moments. My character didn't have a gender, but it was father-son bonding moments. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I, at, before we started, I messaged Charlie and said my one plan for the Thorkell and Thorfinn fan... Thorkell and Thorfinn plan was that Thor- Thorkel wanted to save Winter so that Thorfinn could make a snowman and then when we got to do it it was really nice and then you guys just were like better snowman get fucked and I was like yeah good yeah. I, I also accidentally stole that because I, I think I must have heard you say it at some point and I said it like for why I wanted to save Winter I said I just wanted to see the snow or something and you were like no that's my whole storyline <laughs> that's my bit Oh, yeah, you guys were like, personal reasons, and I was like, it's just the right thing to do. <laughs> and that was really bongo. We yeah. all notice a theme with yeah. Lucy's characters, that they are all far too nice for their own If job. I, uh, not a spoiler, but a sneak preview for Autumn, I am not going to be a nice character. I don't think Ooh. I'm going to be a mean character, but nice is not my main trait. Go- I also don't we'll think Aurelia is my gonna, nice character. I'm going to enforce that, Lucy. I'm not going to let you be nice. Anytime you do anything nice, I'll say, Lucy. No, that's <laughs> not. That, no, I'm not a mean character. I'm just like, I'm not middling. <laughs> Lucy, what would a mean thing you do right now? How would you bully this person? <laughs> I've been putting bottle caps in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking sick of that. <laughs> So I was wearing a shirt with a pocket on the front and Charlie and I have been putting bottle caps in it and by we, I just keep going to do it and not being able to, so I just keep passing Charlie bottle caps. And I am succeeding yeah. every time. So I'm not um, fucking paying attention to you because I hate you. The worst friend. Uh, we also received a question from Jules Daniel, who's on the Fate of Eisen podcast. What were some of the unexpected difficulties you guys found in making this podcast? <laughs> We did a pilot before we started recording Winter. Um, Charlie did kind of a wee one-shot of <laughs> the three of our characters. Not not these characters, but like three other characters we played like doing something. And this was an um, unaired pilot. We haven't released this episode. Yeah, no, it never it never came out or anything. Um, it's not edited or anything. I edited, edited for about 15 minutes just so I could figure out all the issues. And so that was kind of figuring out all the main technical problems. Um one of the things I figured out very quickly is we can't be trusted with swivelly chairs. We're too loud. And by we, I mean me and Tom. Mm. Um, my character was very boring, so I changed her because it was kind of based on what my character was going to be for summer. And we all ended yeah. up having a TPK, I believe. I'm the only one that lived, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we also found out we're very stupid. Well, not found out, but, you know, rediscovered. Once we hit 5,000 downloads, we'll upload it. Our no, pilot. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Another technical issue, which is just 
unhelpable is all of our background noise because we yeah. record in our apartment and the mm. people upstairs are loud and the people will come in and out of their doors and like I mean we don't tell them they're recording so it's not like they know it. it's just it's yeah it's it's the kind of thing where it's being so new and not having any uh designated space we just kind of have our living room and we don't have many options like we we used Troy's place once which wasn't ideal it wasn't ideal it was way louder and it was when was that winter or spring that was spring it was it was yeah one of the first the second session of spring we had construction going on outside and there were people home from work so it was just not ideal yeah but yeah, if like we had to record because otherwise we wouldn't have enough footage and like our other flatmate was working from home at the time and he does like tech support and phone calls so you would just hear chattering in the background mm. which I think is kind of worse than like miscellaneous construction noises noise. that we play off It's just not quite as distracting, yeah. Thunderstorms. <laughs> so we've actually had to learn how to do is like podcast etiquette sort of and we're not even the best at it now. We talk over each other a lot still. All the time trying to figure out when we can like roll dice without it being distracting we talk over each other sometimes we have like some people have three <laughs> drinks on the table just glass that's not mine sitting. that's the one you put took a sip of and put down just a moment earlier charlie that is yes, mine it is you're losing your fucking, your fucking mind you're insane dude. man we also peek a lot when we yell <laughs> it's because it's because or when i laugh lucy Whenever we laugh, we always peak because we fucking lose it when we laugh at something. Yeah, which is, uh, and we're a giggly bunch. It, like, which is fine. You can, I can make that less sound less. Um, but there are points where Charlie will be normally speaking, or I will be normally speaking, which is why I said I said at the end of the table when I was still out because I was yelling all the time. But when Charlie's DMing, he's quiet as fuck, and then when he's playing, he's like shouting consistently. <laughs> and we were playing. We, like, we just did a session, and uh, Lucy was like, you sit here, and Charlie sit here. And I was like, I don't know, Charlie's going to be louder than me. And Lucy was like, you're wrong. And Charlie was much louder than me the whole time. <laughs> it's because, Charlie, do your voice that you're doing for your character again for uh, Summer. Are we spoiler, this is Charlie's voice for Summer. This is my voice for Summer. So you see why that's louder than I expected? <laughs> it's also mainly because Charlie was shouting, because he just... He, 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 would, he hadn't recorded this is the only, it's like Charlie's like a puppy boy. who doesn't get to see many other dogs and ah! I enjoyed the box I enjoyed the Vegemite I enjoyed the Snoblins we had some great character interactions mm. we really kind of got in there got up there and started doing stuff it was great uh, next up is uh, my second favourite episode title She Can't Wizard Spelling yeah that mm. was a direct quote from you wasn't it Tom yeah <laughs> Because I was making fun of Lucy really hard. Yeah. Uh, Cyan, actually, my girlfriend, my super <gasps> hot girlfriend who I have. Because I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I might be a D&D player, but yes, I also have a girlfriend, whatever, no biggie. Anyways, um, she said... She goes to a different podcast, you don't know her. She, <laughs> she listens to the podcast, and every single episode she messaged me and said, you guys are so mean to Lucy. <laughs> and also, if I may... I cut out over half of the really mean stuff. Like, these guys fucking dig into me. It's unkind. It's nothing personal. What else is it? <laughs> Most certainly not professional. No, it's just... Uh, it's, no, it's nothing I personal. I don't have anything, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Nothing usable for the podcast. No. <laughs> nothing personal, um, kid. <laughs> uh, and then we got in... We fought the Vigilites and we got into the castle. And we did one of my favourite things to do in D&D. Split up. <laughs> With let's split up, gang. Are we just, mm. We're just going over, we can't we can't spell. I mean, was there anything else you wanted to say about I that? I don't remember what happened there. So that was when we got to the cold callers. Got to the cold callers. Um, Went to the castle. 
for the Vegemites. We yeah. fight the Vegemites and then we split up at the and, end of that. Yeah, and then at yes, the very end we split up. I do want to say something about that. Because for some reason in my head, at some point, I'd forgotten what our goal was. Not because of any reason other than I'm stupid while we were recording. And for some reason, I thought the castle was the end. And I was like, <laughs> I think at the end of the session, I said to Charlie, are you, is that it? Are you done? And he was like, no. And I was like, oh, that's right. We Tom have to say really winter. panicked for some reason. <laughs> I was right. really worried about it. And I don't know why. And I think it was just because of the fact that I was very tired. I think when we recorded that, I was actually in a really, um, I was uh, losing my mind. Admittedly, that was a constant theme for winter. <laughs> Me and Tom losing our mind. Uh, yeah, that, that let's split up gang and she can't wasn't spally. Like, we just like past the halfway point of the campaign yeah but it felt like we were <laughs> ramping up towards an ending we were like so excited about this epic conclusion we were heading for but we still had like another third of the like campaign yeah. to go troy uh what did you do what did you say to charlie just before the sixth episode came out, or just before we started the session for the sixth episode, you were in town with him i can tell the story oh. if you can't remember oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah we we went to a party together and we were in town it was you know 1am we had recording at 10am the next day for episode 6 or 7 of season quest all all four of us had gone out me and tom had gone home because we were responsible motherfuckers yep and Mm. charlie and i were still dancing in a club and i I asked him what is if we had big plans for our mid-season finale yeah baby and you said no and then you told him it's our mid-season finale. Everything's been pretty easy. We've been coasting so far. I think it's time for you to fuck us up and really damage us. And then Thorkel and Thorfinn almost died. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, to be fair, I almost killed Thorfinn. <laughs> uh, with Let's Split Up, gang, I like. I already love splitting up in D&D. I think my favourite thing about it is it's all of the characters doing what they would want to do. And you find out so much more about characters that way. <laughs> I got very stupid and I did something very stupid. I'm not good at improv <laughs> so i was um bingo oh was yes it, was it bingo bongo or... it was bongo you're right bongo. it's bongo and even though it was very stupid i was very pleased with it and i got health potions you did get health potions that was gordo the like well the like, gordo, i imagine yeah. he was a gourd he was a gourd construct yeah. i liked him yeah i, I also like the fact that you sent your snake in to do reconnaissance and it went <laughs> yeah like the did, snake tongue detect yeah. things with its tongue and then we had fucking Thorfinn and Thorkel having a conversation. About puberty or something. About puberty. Okay, if I may, that's not what ended up in the episode. You guys Did went the on... puberty talk not happen? I think but some of the puberty talk made Only a little been. bit, but you guys went on for about 20 minutes yeah, about, true. about dick size. <laughs> yeah. And I cut out all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Thorkel canonically has a schlong. Yeah. I, yeah. A big schlong. <laughs> but something then... that happens a lot when we record, and I think it's... It's kind of a difficult thing because I'm not 100% sure what's going to stay and what won't. There are times when we're recording when I say something's going to stay in and then I and I listen back and I go, absolutely fucking not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the opposite means, as well, I'm sure. The opposite as well. But it means we don't have an incredibly accurate recount of what happened in our heads. Like, there are times where we keep bringing up jokes that never went in. <laughs> yeah. Like, the first time we talk about my mom, it didn't go in because, like, there was just, like, background noise happening and that none of us had realised. But, like, we kept referencing it, and I couldn't bring it up until, like, there was something quite relevant to tie into yeah. it. So it's, yeah. Wobbles. Which is an annoying thing, but what can you do? I think the funniest part about the fact that we had a puberty talk, you had your own silly thing, and then immediately afterwards it was undercut with the most dramatic thing. 
Oh, yes, that, was, that rules. Yeah. Me and the soldier from the same uh, squadron that yeah. I've been in. Zed. Zed. And this is where we actually did the big reveal that I was kind of a traitor. And, like, Lu- yeah. Lucy and Tom's characters had no idea... And Lucy and Tom were sitting in the room <laughs> listening to this conversation unfold. And at that point, me and Tom didn't know either. Yeah, no. we, hadn't, we hadn't got to that episode in the edit yet. No, you guys hadn't even edited the small battles, was, yeah. uh, big battles, small secrets. Yeah, that was yeah. very so you fun. had no idea. At the beginning of winter, um, before we all got very busy, and by we all, I mean Charlie got very busy, we were like mm. more ahead on recordings. We were recording like once a week, and then Charlie decided to go ahead and work on a fucking... Big Feature film. film. Did work 70 or 80 hours a week. Fucking cunt. Well, Sorry. Make some money. I'm spending literally my only free time doing this podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we did get some cool backstory for me, Queen Baylor, and this person. And then I got to do the really cool thing of like, if Tom and Lucy both thought I was going to kill this prisoner. And instead I left them an arrow and just walked away which i thought was the most so badass, badass move that i could pull do the voice do the line say the line the, what line the, what say, say him saying the name at the end margot rita yeah right oh zed <laughs> um, <laughs> and we got to him after that session that the previous night to that session, Charlie and I had watched every single zombies movie, both, both zombies both movie, the two, two zombies movie, and by just, Disney, the musical zombies, and we just thought they were so fucking terrible <laughs> and really funny, so we tried to incorporate the episode, and watched, Lucy fucking hated it. Yeah, I watched like bits and pieces of the first one. Like, I saw maybe 30 minutes of it in total, but I would just keep leaving. And I saw 90 seconds of the second one. <laughs> like... it, was, it was the most thinly veiled segregation yeah. story and, I've ever and, seen. And at the end, it's all sold by a white person who takes off their wig and reveals the whole time they had white hair. White savior. Yeah. We, uh, Monkey hair. But me and Charlie fucking loved it. We thought mm. it was so funny. <laughs> And so, and Lucy, there's this theme that we've uh, got with Lucy now, where Lucy will say, this bit can never go in, and we will force it in because it has to go in, <laughs> like a Zed. And then later on in spring, there's a there's a, there's a the Grant stuff, because mm. Lucy did mm-hmm. not want a character called Grant, and I went, no, there's a character called Grant, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm making that happen. Good grief. We can't um, be stopped. We cannot be stopped, we are evil. <laughs> but yeah, Splitting Up was a great episode for us, just because really we got episode. to do some yeah. crazy things alone and further our own backstories and current stories mm. and then we fought the um hag yeah, yeah. hags i love bitch. hags hags are such an incredible staple of D and yeah. it's it's always a, a, a fun thing to play yeah. um especially with their <laughs> she had a powerful staff and evil employees or whatever it was <laughs> yeah. like both her staffs were evil it was so good <laughs> just thinking about that my favourite part of Thorkell, he's probably my favourite character I've played in Season Quest in terms of his abilities, because of his, because um, I had the rune thing, which is mm, like yeah. an unearthed arcana thing, and it meant that I could do shit that like was really fun for a barbarian, because I multi-class, mm. and I was like, I'm going to walk around this, the like walk around the outside, I can jump really high and shit like that, like all of that was really like, when I was playing Thorkell, he felt like he had those powers, like it, it kind of felt like I was doing that with the powers instead of a lot of the time when I fight wizards with spells it's like oh I can do this with Thorkell it was like I can do that that's my thing and so when we got to the thing and it was like oh the door's shut I was like I'm gonna walk around the back hmm. and sneak up on it 
with um, carrying manga. Mm. That's also an important part of of D and D, and one of the the greatest feelings as a DM is when when players talk about situations and and past sessions as if they happened. Like yeah. that is the most gratifying <laughs> thing a DM can mm-hmm. hear. It's not like oh, remember when um, we were. We, we were like playing this part and then Charlie had us do this. It's remember when we were in the castle and I went around. Yeah. It's like that's. <laughs> Me going around isn't that exciting. No. no. <laughs> I, just, I just thought about the fact. Yeah. Because yeah. I but, got to do a lot of cool thought no, captures. Like Bunga was like paralyzed inside there pretending yeah. to be bingos. They'd so covered themselves convinced. in vegetable matter and then. <laughs> no, you walked in there and just introduced yourself as Bungo, didn't you? Like no, you disguised I, no, yourself. No, I kept going with Bongo. Oh, I struck with Bongo, and it was a great idea, and I'm so horrified it didn't work. <laughs> I think, uh, and, and the other really fun part about that was, like, locking off the party, and us being like, oh shit, like, we're gonna have to split up, and then immediately being like, oh, we have a solution, this mm. is this mm-hmm. is the solution, yeah. and we can fix it, like, because it's almost like catching the monster off guard, as well as catching mm. Charlie off guard a little yeah. bit. I love Because Charlie doesn't think we're smart. Charlie and I do things in quite opposite ways when it comes to some characters. You make yours a lot smarter. I make mine very dumb. <laughs> I, like, in the sense of, like, enemies and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, they'll go with whatever lie you're telling them. Like, I'll let you lie to them and it'll be fine. And you're like, they know you're a wizard and they're going to kill you. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I never expect that from you. You've been DMing me for, like, two years. <laughs> You lie to me constantly in character. <laughs> oh, and then the fucking brutalization of the hag. Thanks, Margot. Just murking the hag. Yeah, I like destroyed that, didn't I? I mm. took her tooth. I had a. I forgot about mm. my necklace of teeth. Yeah, and it was I, creepy. I felt. I, I. I felt that after we recorded because I broke the staff instantly, and then you were like, "Couldn't Bungo have used that?" And I was like, "Yeah, that might have been what Charlie was trying to do." Anyways, yeah, was the that winter staff. It was an opportunity for you to get a new magic item, but you well, know. What was the magic we, item? Well, it's a it's a staff of winter. Ah, yeah. isn't that why the castle started like shattering and destroying itself? Yeah. Was because yeah. the staff and yeah. the hag had been destroyed. That's why we had to run the heck out of there. I just yeah. jumped yeah. out the window because you again, Thorkel couldn't take full damage. Um, <laughs> dope as fuck. And the next thing they had was Thorfinn's big day episode. Woo! Oh, my favorite episode. He turned what thirteen? Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, a um, man now. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's me or us as a collective or just society, but 12 is the number for children in my mind. When I think about what a kid is, they're always 12. <laughs> my latest character in Summer is a 12-year-old. He's a kid. Thorfinn was a 12-year-old. He's a kid. Turn 13, big grown-up. Mm. Ruth, Ruth was, she was 13, 13. She's big grown-up. <laughs> like, How did you feel? Because that episode, you had to transition Thorfinn from having whiny child voice into... Going through puberty, <laughs> and he was a man now. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, because it, it was it was both the the physical change of his voice, but also the like the the change of his attitude, and where he was starting to go against his dad mm. and become his own person. So I think both of those worked pretty well together. Oh, and small cows. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> something we missed from the previous episode. Or oh yeah. That episode. That, no, that was this episode. I'm pretty sure because it was when we went up to before we went to sleep. Right? We had yeah. small cows. Yeah. So a video we haven't released yet because I keep forgetting it exists and I haven't edited it. Um, it was us making small cows. Oh, is that not out yet? No, I uh, keep forgetting to release it. Um, uh, celery, to release it, avocado, it. cauliflower, and I want to say, 
I actually kind of liked it. Aside from the celery, I think avocado and cauliflower was such a good mix, but so then the oily. celery made it so wet. You mm. did make it extremely oily. It was incredibly oily, yeah. That was mainly because of a guide that I was following online. <laughs> but then I had to, like, I didn't want them to be... I didn't want them to take us to take, like, fucking... 40 minutes to cook mm-hmm. them so I, I just made them in a higher heat and pulled them out earlier which is never a good idea when you're cooking but no that episode okay. we found out that Thorfinn got taken away like that we yeah. Thorfinn was missing on his birthday we made gifts we spent ages doing it with Scar yeah, and like oh, and planning it the all the gifts were so cute it was. was yeah that was very cute and uh, then he was gone and then you all got the same role on your yeah we all, we all got like a 7 or something uh, yeah. shit when um like I, because I made like that axe for Thorfinn. You made the, uh, you made. The I map. made a map of everywhere I... we'd been, and you itched uh, his name in a bullet. <laughs> no, I gave him. A, no, I gave him my crossbow, and I carved his name into the side of it. And that, so that was fucking awesome. I loved that, and I, I like. I think it's really fun when you're playing D and D. You you get you get that character turn in real, like as it's happening. Like when we got to that point where. Is that next episode or this episode that it happened? Which one? Where we find out with, at the end of the, like, all of the Quincy shit happens. Does that all just happen in Thorfinn's so Big Day? So Thorfinn's Big Day starts with us making the presents, then he gets kidnapped, then we go to Quincy's. Do we, is the end of Quincy's in there is what I'm asking? Um, with the reveal where I get, yes, yeah, yes. okay. Uh, I, I don't remember this episode, I'm going to be honest. Because you were on drugs. The, in this episode, my character was on drugs. <laughs> I don't remember what we called the drugs. It had a couple of different names that changed, I think. Uh, uh, I think it been... was Shine, wasn't it? Or Sprinkles. Uh, it was Sprinkles, Sprinkles yeah. was the one I ended up on, but I think there was another character who offered a different type of drug in yeah. the episode as well. But I got to have that in real time moment where I was like, Thorkel's fucking angry, he's pissed off, he's going to beat the shit out of this dude. And then Thorfinn was just like, Dad, I fucking hate you. And I was like... <laughs> and I was so taken aback that my... I think in the episode there's a point where I go like, what and like my voice cracked and that's because like that was real i was really confused i was like what's going on yeah you were because like we also had that run of like what spell is he on like what what thing have you done to him this yeah. has to be you like what are you doing mm-hmm. it was very Thorfinn's just sitting there like i i left this is me it was crazy yeah. And, I, and Bungo got to be my support network. And that was when we really fleshed out the Bungo and Thorkel super good friendship. Had been yeah. friends for literally years. years. And had a bachelor pad. Had a bachelor pad. <laughs> I think that's, that's maybe my favourite bit of like backstory for a character. <laughs> is that we lived together. I think that was so funny. Because and it's not it's, fantasy. It's not fantasy. We still live together. <laughs> that uh, sucks. One of my favourite like small dumb gags from that episode is the various... Uh, bounces slash clipboard <laughs> creatures that are at each door getting progressively smaller. <laughs> just kept pushing them aside. <laughs> so good. I yeah, I just spider climbed through the entire you did. thing. I was just like, I'm not gonna bother. I loved the orc who was like <laughs> like when we met him, he was like super intimidating. <laughs> and then we were just like <laughs> he was like, mm, no. <laughs> this, this was also the beginning of Bungo getting mean. Yeah, yeah. Was it was trying to intimidate people. It was when like the two bounces and I cast wall of fire around them, mm-hmm. like because they weren't giving us what I wanted. I was like, well, okay, bam. <laughs> and then one of them was just like, ah, and the other one's like, I'm fine. immune to fire. <laughs> yeah, don't care. Um, but that was that was good. Yeah, that's. I think that's. If I said any other episode was my favorite episode, I'm lying because that was definitely my favorite episode to record. That was a really fun episode to yeah. do. Yeah. That was a good one. Thorfinn is uh, my favorite NPC because he is my son. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, we have a question from Ryan, which we've heard before during a charity live stream, but it is, why is there no C's in Season Quest? The letter C. C's not real. Yeah, there's no C's in Quest. There's a C in Lucy. Uh, there was uh, a King's a... Lake in Spring. Was it a C that we crossed in... Yeah, we did cross the sea. We did cross the sea on a uh, boat. Yeah, also yeah, a sun. we're on the sea. Yeah. Yeah. There was a sea, there was a Shanty, sun, and there was a quest. Sea, sun, quest. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so jumping on to the next episode, we had Bevs, Bevs, and Beefy Boys. Maybe my favourite title for an episode. Mm. Yeah. Um, this was also the most, like I said at the very beginning, but this was the most fuck-around episode we did. Oh, this yeah. This was a three and a half or so hour session that cut down to 75 minutes yeah. i think we spent 40 minutes deciding whether or not we were getting off the train there was about 15, yeah that was frustrating was a, it was a genuine 15 minutes of are we going to go into this bar or not like a saloon um, bar right yeah yeah, yeah. although the, we met a lot of very fun characters there was a uh, there was the moment when we were doing um when we had the job interview which <laughs> i think that bit went on for like almost like fucking half an hour it, if yeah. not longer yeah it was just me having a job interview with them and then at the end going oh, i can't do this bye yeah and you can like scarred was gonna try and take over the job but his dad the chief snoblin would die before then mm. it was yeah and thing. we had um the milk boy what was his name the milk the boy oh yeah uh wisconsin wisconsin yeah Oh, the fur bog. When you yeah. said the cow, I was so confused. I'm yeah, sorry. I love. I liked. I liked it. Wisconsin. He was funny. Mm. You introduced a bunch of NPCs in that episode, like um, Barkless Stinkpits and Whiff. Yep. Whiff was my favorite. I love um, Whiff. Oh my goodness! The elf was cool. The mm. fucking elf dragon. Yeah. I was so excited. You did so many things, Charlie, that I was like, oh, I've always wanted to do this in D&D. <laughs> like, straight up, when you turned into a dragon, I nearly cried. That was <laughs> the finale. I fucking... I've always wanted to meet a dragon in D&D. So that, that dragon um, was part of a long line of silver dragons that I have in my canon. Uh, the first one's name was, like, Foamwell. So then beyond that, they all have those sort of... The first one is like a sort of frothy foam part of their name. The second one is a synonym for good. Yeah. Um, what what did I... Barmstrong, was yeah. it? Yeah. 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 So Barmstrong, Barm is a foam and strong as well. So he's, he's part of the history of my world of a long line of silver dragons that are always just trying to help out the, the biggest problem that's going on in the world. Yeah. I and I remember us having that conversation about what you like what you had named them and I said so puff nice and you went no <laughs> and I was like why could they not be puff nice um I loved I loved whiff I think I think whiff was really cool because it, it also I, I like I love fucking spirits in d and I love mm. having sex with spirits no I love um spirits <laughs> in d and spirits in d and are really cool because they're always like you know very uh elemental mm. and then that one was so specific to um, like, like your, your skills, like, skills ideal, and yeah, and I could be like, I can relate to you in a way. Hmm. That was the second character we tried to force into a water skin. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and he was I, okay. No. Yeah, I was so excited to meet another gentle character. <laughs> like, it, but I hadn't met any gentle characters at that point. Like, well, Holland's a little bit gentle sometimes. Yeah, yeah. but he also loves fighting. Yeah. The issue with Bram, 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 Bram. The issue with Bramstrong, the other. The um, issue with Barmstrong was that he, uh, because he's because of Brer, we were suspicious of him from yeah. the start because he talked fancy, yeah, <laughs> and therefore he was evil. I wasn't. I was never suspicious of him. I was like, oh, he's going to be important, but I didn't think anything bad. You're suspicious. You're not suspicious of anyone. Though. That's a good point. You are um, uh, ter- terribly irresponsible with that. And then we fought the Beefy Boys. 
Yeah, the beefy boys. Train battle. Train battle. Like, train yes. Fun. We love a train battle. Um, people were injured. so poorly for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I nearly died. You ran out of arrows. Yep. I we, nearly the, died. You uh, nearly died. And at one point, I don't remember if it was in the episode or not, Troy and Charlie left to have a conversation. Yeah, we did. Mm. Uh, what was the what was the gist of that conversation? Me and Tom didn't hear a fucking word of it. So, I, tr- yeah, no, you go ahead. Troy Troy pulled me aside um, because he at this point he had always wanted to have a moment where he could portray the party. Mm. Um, he he thought this might be my moment where I leave. Yeah, and just it jump off the train. Yeah, I just kind of said like you need to because his his main goal was to get the sword. Clemency. I reminded him that you kind of need these guys to help me do it. Yeah. We'd all received those magical items at the beginning, mm. and I believe you'd both been using yours, and I had my serpentine JL, yeah. and I hadn't used it yet, and I was like, oh, now is the perfect time on the train. You guys are fighting and losing. I could fly away right now. Yeah. It would be big, dramatic, and crazy, mm. but we decided to hold off. Let's finish this quest together so I could betray you at the end. Mm. What? At this point, we've met almost all of the NPCs. A question that Troy asked on our Instagram was, uh, who was our favourite winter NPC? Cyan also asked the same question, and she also asked us to do an impression of our favourite one. Oh, I my s- favourite was Carter. Like, I've said that from the beginning. I've always loved Carter. Give us a Carter impression. Uh, could you do a quick one? I'm right. Carter and I card. I'm yeah. Carter and I card. I don't do anything else. I just card. Hmm. Uh, my favourite was Thorfinn, obviously, but I feel like that's cheating if I say Thorfinn. That's not no, go on. Do, um, do, a, do a whiny and puberty Thorfinn voice. Just give us give pre-puberty. Us my second favourite was uh, Scarred, by the way, but I'm not, oh. I'm not going to Give us a Scarred. Uh, I'll do both. Okay, Dad. Okay, Dad, I'm, I'm a kid and I can't do anything right. And then it was, okay, Dad, I'm a cooler kid and I have an axe and I'm going to win the game. Uh, and then... <laughs> was that you really started losing it towards the end of that, didn't you? And then Scarred, do Scarred. I am Scarred. I am Scarred. Hello, I like Goblin. That's pretty good. I, I really liked both Bramstrong and... Uh, um, Bombstrong? Bombstrong, I'm sorry. Bombstrong and Whiff. I think they were my two favourites. Mm. Uh, give, me, give me some things. I'm Whiff. I'm Whiffed. Yeah. Whiff, no T. I'm Whiff. Um, and then Bombstrong is... Bombstrong yeah, is... He's, he's talks my, like this. My fancy voice. And I'm fancy voice <laughs> if I were Charlie and fancy voice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were our favourite winter NPCs. Yeah, yeah. And then we had our penultimate episode. Too. Naps, traps, and perhaps mishaps. <laughs> A name I was very fond of. Right, oh. some good rhymes there. Yeah. I, I loved doing this episode. I, I, this episode... If I may, yeah, was the one where I heard the most insane, oh, just yeah. string of nonsense that I've ever heard. No, I can. Okay, finally we're into a oh, point where I can dig into shit. this. Fuck off. Okay. Oh no, this is the Lucy thing. No, it's not. I don't know what you guys keep losing your minds at because it's just an analogy. Like a that's terrible all it is. One. It's not that terrible. It's here's why. Because there was an original argument, and I was like, cool, this is how we see, like, the two sides of the same coin. Was it that a hallway is or isn't a room? Yes. Was that the original yeah, argument? So it was Charlie thinking it wasn't, and me thinking yeah. it was. Yeah. And my reason for the grapes versus broccoli thing was for grapes, you just eat the grapes bit, not the stem, correct? Correct. This so isn't going to change. No, it, it, it will. So the grapes 
the bit you enjoy, that's the rooms, the stems which connect them all isn't. For me, I think hallways are also rooms, and so I see it as broccoli. The main bit is the fucking end bits, but the rest of it is still all edible food. No, nope. the problem with this nope. analogy. Stupid, is... dumb. I don't know why you don't. Well, I don't know what you don't get. You fucking I, idiot. No, I get it. It's not a good analogy. It's a great analogy. Think of a better one. I don't have to because I I can just argue that hallways aren't rooms. They've been having this argument all year. <laughs> we started recording this podcast in what June, July. I June. thought you were gonna say this episode. We've been arguing for <laughs> yeah. weeks. Um, I I even lost my my um, I lost sleep over it <laughs> no I I lost my care about whether or not a hallway was a room or not because in that episode I was like fine whatever Tom said a hallway can be a room what you just said is stupid it's not that stupid <laughs> and it's I, so ridiculous that you think it is I love that episode because um, I got to do my wizard move as a barbarian which was grabbing the dude and then just fucking dunking him into the ice cubes which mm. felt amazing that but then good. Lucy knocked him down into the slime to fix our other issue. Right. That was the episode with the gelatinous cube that I did get stuck in, or mm. I almost mm. died in, like yeah. I got injured by it. That was pretty great. That, but you, Tom, like putting you up in the ice schools, I think that was really great, because like, like not only was that cool in itself, but that let me do my second thing, yeah, it's, dropping it, him into the cube. It was, that was probably our most synergistic episode as well. Uh, aside from the fact we didn't help Margot for a very long time. We all worked together to fix the issue of the cube and the thing. I thought I was going to die that episode. I thought that was it for Margot. I literally thought that was the end for me. And then yeah. we were like, okay, let's have a rest while this cube <laughs> is coming towards us. I Yeah, it was so funny because I was, Tali was just kept being like, and I'm going to get you guys to roll on intelligence checks. And we just all kept rolling terribly. And it never clicked. And I was like, I know there's a reason Charlie's worried, but I can't <laughs> think of it. And so I was just like, well, I can't think of it. So I guess I'm just going to have to say there's no reason to be worried. It's mm. fine. Mm-hmm. It was cool that the troll was back. And this was also, we made a joke throughout the whole season that there was going to be a comeback for different A league. Yeah. An evil league yeah. of people we didn't successfully kill. And they so all came back. Was that entirely based on the fact we kept saying it? One of my ways of thinking about DMing, right, is that it's, it's building a puzzle out of a bunch of different puzzle pieces that don't match. Right? Like you get these different sets, all these different boxes of puzzles, you mix them up and you start giving them to players and they start putting them together. Right? Sometimes they say out loud, I think when we finish this puzzle, there's going to be a little picture of a flower in this corner. So then you're like, okay, I think I can make that work. And then sometimes they know the situation and they're like, we want there to be a picture of a flower in the corner. So you're sitting behind the DM corner cutting out puzzle pieces and drawing flowers on it and all that. <laughs> um, and in the end, you, you get close um, and they, they've pieced all these puzzles together. And it may have been planned, it may have not have been. But you, you get to a point where there's like one last piece. And either it's, it's perfectly planned and you can hand them the final piece or it isn't. And you can just cut out your own little piece again and just be like, yeah, you guys solved it. And either way, there's always a final piece. Aww. Nice. And yeah, that episode ended with us getting to winter. Yeah. Which is getting to winter, like Vinslava's castle, was it, or was it to the uh, like no. no winter the person? Yeah, the, no. the that spirit was of winter. Really, really cool. Women that we were like, yo, finally. <laughs> uh, another question from Jonathan: Like, how is winter stolen? Okay, so um, in the in the lore of my world, there are these, um, and it's I guess inspired by 
regular old religion and lore. Um, <laughs> the the makeup of the world is that the titan of water, the titan of earth, and, uh, are embracing each other, and the the serpents, like the giant serpent snakes that are the sun and the moon, which are air and fire, are sort of encapsulating it, like biting each other's tails and revolving around it. And so within that are all these different concepts have personifications. There's time, there's space, there's um, chaos, there's order. Each of those is an individual with their own goals and their own agency. The seasons themselves also have personifications and agency. The giants know this because they are one of the oldest races in the world. So they've they've seen the early world where you could actually sort of witness the the face of like the water and like the, the body of the earth and all that. And you can see winter walking across the lands. Mm. So they knew winter is an individual and they knew the power that winter held and they knew that their race was dying. They knew that when you freeze things, they last longer. <laughs> so so with that, they, they found Winter's domain. Who? Name names, come on. <laughs> um, so Vin Slaver, the, the current king of the giants, his father had written about Winter and all that. Basically, the, the way they stole it was they, they found Winter's plane through their sorcerers and whatnot. Brer was actually involved with some of that before he was imprisoned and just, I guess, took her. I don't know. Clemency, the sword that went through her right. and was holding her there, what was, like, who did that, do you think? So the the sword Clemency is is a sword made by the gods. Um, and the gods were something that, that mortals sort of dreamt up so that they could have an even fight in the world. Because... In the time when winter walked and when like you could see all these the faces of these titans mortals lifetime was like brief and and just terrible mm. so belief the the spirit of belief sort of created these gods there's these eight gods in my world who served pretty much the gods in my world serve the mortals instead of the other way around and they make sure that they survive so they made them this sword that could kill and control titans. The giants witnessed this as well. They're not exactly mortals, but they knew about the sword. They have the sword. Brer and his study team would have studied up on this, taken the sword, and captured Winter with it. Nice. And that sword became the sign of royalty within the world. It's, it's an executioner's sword, so it means it has no tip. It's just square at the top. Mm. Uh, and then there was the finale, hmm. Winter's War. Yeah. Season finale. Season finale. Very and brackets. Cool that was uh, such a fun episode to like record. You brought back so many NPCs, <laughs> didn't voice all of them, no. but they were all there doing things during yeah. this big, final, climactic, epic battle. It was the final point of uh, Bungo, kind of going with Bungo's true thing of like just wanting to help people. It was like, no, I, like now there needs to be like actual actions done. Mm. It wasn't necessarily being nice, and I liked it. It mm, was a this, good way to round out Bunga. It was also a really fun episode for me because, I mean, as I, until I became stupid because then I couldn't do anything <laughs> for ever. But it was so fun, like, going into that fight because I knew that Thorkel was going to die because that was 
what we'd set up. Prophesized, mm. yeah. That was prophesized. And so I was like, cool, I can just go ape shit. And I like had fucking, I had um, Mulholland yuck me at another, at, mm. at, at Vinslav, and that was really fun. That I was, was like, cool. just got to do some stuff. I missed, so I did, nothing happened. <laughs> And you got some really touching moments with your son, obviously. Yeah, yeah. when because uh, I, I died stupid, I did have to have that moment where <laughs> I had to have my soul exit the body and go, thanks guys, bye everyone, <laughs> fuck you, Troy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was a good way to like fucking end all of that. I also, like, Bungo nearly died as well. I, my yeah. health oh, yeah. stayed decently well the entire time. It was the best I'd done in a fight, like, health-wise. But when we were at that pit, I had a spell... Uh, that was like part of my wizard deal that I could t- like switch places with another willing creature. Yeah. And it was when um, Thorfinn was about to die. Yeah. And like you only just caught him. If you hadn't, I was just going to switch places mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. Mm. So you could, you guys could finish the plot and I would have just died in a pit. Yeah. And that, I think that would have been insane if all of us died to save the world. It would have been a really crazy ending. But also, I'm so glad Bungo survived. Because Bungo deserves it. Agree. Bungo did deserve it. Bungo, Bungo, Bungo was the only one who was like morally right the whole time. <laughs> Margot at the end. Look, let's talk I, about I it. Had, yeah, let's talk about that. I had, you know, the plan to betray you all from the beginning. Queen Baylor, there was the whole... I, I didn't know Queen Baylor was going to be used as like bait in Vinslava's big plan against us or anything. So I didn't really know what Charlie expected of me. <laughs> Like, I didn't know how I was meant to play that situation. It kind of... Well, that's that's the thing. Um, I mean, that's what you want, obviously, yeah. you know, to make me think about like, it. Like, obviously, I want you to be thinking about, like, what you want to do, not what I want you to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so presenting that option where I was so clearly planning to betray you all at some point, and mm-hmm. I got out my serpentine owl, I did... I got to use everything except my uh, underwater breathing <laughs> that I wanted to use from that season. No, you didn't get to use locate objects. You're right. Yeah, locate uh, object went up dang. the wazoo. Yeah, but um, you know, we did all of that. I got to fly around. There was me catching people in midair with uh, my owl's talons and everything. That was really cool. I, I ended up not betraying you guys, didn't I? Or did I betray you at the end? You betrayed me. You, you, did. Did. you, you, betrayed, you jumped um, into us and you spun around. And I did attack you all, yes. Yeah. But I didn't deal any final blows. <laughs> I didn't literally murder That's anyone. That's not out of a want to not kill us. That was out of a lack of ability. <laughs> yeah, you did, you yeah. did actually almost kill me. Like, I was very close to dead. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to die to Troy. And then the dramatic fucking ending with uh, Thorfinn... Like, Thorfinn's not going to be able to kill me. You'll kill me. You'll become king of giants, maybe. <laughs> right. Is it me? Who who here is going to betray everyone? <laughs> Who's friend of everyone in this prophecy? Can't be Bungo. Must be me. <laughs> I think I think that prophecy stuff was really funny, too, because uh, we were just all playing dumb, because obviously we knew mm. everything, but we couldn't be like... Our characters wouldn't know everything. Like, Thorkel is dumb as shit. <laughs> it's the thing is, I think Bungo, like, knew that, like... She wasn't betraying anybody. Mm. <laughs> like, she knew she was a good person, and she knew your thing. Like, she, she straight, and she also had a very high intelligence. Mm. By, like, by the time we got the prophecies, I think my intelligence was 18. Like, I think I she thought was you in, got to 20. Did you not? I think I might you have You weren't on a boat, so you were I, probably quite smart. <laughs> I think I was 20 by the end, but I think when we right. got the prophecies, I was 18. Right. One of the two, I don't yeah. know. And so I think I was entirely aware, but I was like, I just don't want it to be true. <laughs> Which was also accurate for Lucy. <laughs> um, Not the intelligence, but just I didn't want it to be true. That that whole battle was incredible. Like, yeah. Just so many 
mm. rounds of initiative mm. and like what there was so little I could do that would that seemed effective. Mm. Like there were just so many guys and I was like, oh, I could launch up to three arrows maybe. <laughs> like what's that gonna do? I think yeah. it, I think it was also great that we all had our own thing to do. I I was like I had my thought I had my thoughts and stuff. You had Brea and you had the Queen. So we all had yeah. our own specific thing that we were focused on as well as yeah. the winter common itself. enemy in wet winter which was really good for like like the fact that you could just be like i'm gonna watch brer and like hold them down instead of fighting vinslov because that's your priority right now because that's your character's real yeah. priority that, that that was really cool yeah i yeah i was surprised for myself that i ended up killing brer mm. like after the fight just being like <laughs> i like i can't risk thorfinn again as yeah. they were this i was gonna say disappearing as they were like disappearing yeah. as well like you dealt that, that was clutch blow. I, was, I was just like no like <laughs> i was just like in my head i was just like i can't let them hurt thorfinn anymore like, <laughs> oh, so good not after everything thor cal gave up Hearing Charlie describe everyone disappearing after that battle, like returning home, Bela, Carter, like everyone, that was, it felt like closure. Like it was like, oh, yeah. these are all the characters we've met over this journey. Yeah. We've done these 12 episodes. We're finishing up a season here. Like mm. it was a good climax. Yeah. At some point while we were recording, like, because I think we, did, we took six sessions to record everything. Maybe seven, I don't know. Hmm. Um, but at some point, Charlie messaged, messaged us being like, what's your character's like final goal? And I was like, I just want to save everyone in the box, like, and my friends. Should I not have told you that? Should I not have told you that? was like my, th- my three messages. Um, and I'm so glad you let me end up helping people. Because I was like, yeah, I want to save everyone in the box. I was like, oh, if this turns out to be like a thing where I can't save everybody, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, I think I said on that same note, like, well, I've seen Tom and Lucy's characters both fall unconscious or like get injured. I I, I assume I'm the one who has to die. <laughs> yeah, um, you were convinced you were gonna die in that final oh, battle. Yeah. I think I, I messaged Charlie messaged me. He didn't ask me what my end goal was, he just asked me what I wanted to do with Thorfinn. <laughs> which I think was funny. That's <laughs> because Charlie who, knew what he was gonna do. Who gives a fuck about Thorkel? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from Thorfinn before uh which was hmm. like that was good. No. Those final moments of that final episode of Winter, we had that nice little epilogue. Well, I mean, I guess Thorkel didn't have much of an epilogue, did you? Thorkel's Thor- Thorkel's epilogue was connected to Thorfinn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like directly. I like I, I like I was sitting there and I was like, sweet, Thorfinn got the ending because by the end of it, at the start of it, it was very much like, oh, Thorfinn's kind of like you know, like I want to be a good dad, but also he's kind of a, a joke. By the end of it, Thorfinn was like my son, and I didn't care what happened as long as he was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had a great ending. We don't need to talk about what happened there, obviously. Incredible. Mm. I... <laughs> Troy forgot. <laughs> I had Zed come back for me at the end there and launch an arrow at me, which I wasn't expecting. Mm. And in the episode, it sounded like I got hit and died. And then you recorded an epilogue and retconned my death with the arrow being there but no sign of me or blood so i take it margarita may still be alive somewhere possibly Ooh. probably possibly it's Who up knows? in the air that's crazy oh uh, yeah my thing was kind of before the epilogue i i all i wanted was to save people and i got to ask winter that before we did the epilogue and then i was just chilling in flamingo like. yeah right that's and so we cool had, we had the we had the baby group Baby with, Groot, yeah. With, with, uh, <laughs> with Mulholland. Because Mulholland fucking died. Yeah. Also, Mulholland getting the fucking spiky fist was so mm-hmm. fucking funny. Him just being like, we're just we're being like, Mulholland, help us out. And he's like, uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
going yep. full frat. I, I um when when I thought of Mulholland, I was like, he also just fucking loves fighting. But like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal that unless it's like asked about. And then like in the final fight I was like, let's fucking go. Mm, let's so go. Did, I have a question. Did you plan from the start that you were gonna have all the characters come back? Or was that a thing of us? Was that a puzzle piece bit? That was a puzzle piece bit. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Um, All the friends we made along the way. Because I think friendship became a theme of winter by the end. What class was um, Brer and Vinslava? Can I guess Vinslava was a warlock? They didn't have specific classes. Like, they had stats, they had spells. um, But, like, they weren't player characters as such. So they didn't have actual things. But, yeah, if, if I had to nail it down Vinslaver yes would be warlock um what was the other person you asked Brer Brer would be sorcerer mm. Mm. and if you guys have more questions that we didn't ever cover um twitter will just like answer like we'll have a thread of stuff on twitter you can just keep asking questions for all of the social medias we're at season quest pod on facebook twitter and instagram on facebook twitter and instagram we'll um, respond to questions yeah well, also, if, if you really have questions about spring when it's over, Lucy will be happy to answer them in the next Q&A. So yeah. you can ask them now with preparation for you'll hear back in three months. Yeah, we'll put up an actual post for spring. But yeah, give people enough time so they can like fully catch up on it and that sort of stuff. Shall we offer one final question each? I don't have any more questions. I've got one question for everyone. Okay, I think let's do end on your question then. <laughs> Which episode or character... Would you delete slash re-record or change if you could? Mmm. I almost said Thorkel, but... I didn't like the tree from Winter Caterpillar Stone of uh, Fire. No, for only the reason uh, of something that I cut out, which was... Um, oh, deleted scene. A deleted scene, uh, which is a lot of for Winter. Of uh, you saying that like someone hung themselves from the tree, and it was just very dark, and they didn't like it, mm. which is fucking funny considering spring. First time Lucy cried while recording. <laughs> Mine's related to that. I would have wanted. the first of three times I cried in winter. I kind of wanted that in. Mm. Mm. We had this conversation at the time. And you were okay with me cutting it. I out. I was okay with you cutting it out. Yeah, but yeah. But if I'll... you could change something, yeah. that would be the one. I'll put in that clip here. It is hard to know humans as they are but flashes in my sight. Flashes in my right body. I was going to say that. You didn't understand. (laughs) I knew but one human well. He came to visit me. (laughs) What? What was that? He said he came and I went... (laughs) (laughs) He journeyed to visit me. He added weight to my branch. He hung for a while. And eventually he fed my roots. I enjoyed his company. The giving tree. But bad. (laughs) Good grief. (laughs) Um... Yeah, well... Wow, what a great clip. Oh my god, Charlie, what the fuck? Yeah, that was messed up, dude. (laughs) If I could change one thing about winter, if I had, like, just one little section, I would almost change that, like, starting bit, because I think the starting bit was when we were still finding our footing with, like, the podcasting, and also, we hadn't played with Troy a lot, so it was us kind of trying to find a with that. 
I think if we could play that as we are now, I'd be really interested to see how that starting mm. point went. Like, just the first, like, hour would mm. be so different now. Like, I would probably hit the tree in Modern Season Quest. <laughs> oh, modern Season Quest. I think, it, yeah, I think if we redid everything up to the boat, yeah. that'd be really interesting. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, I, I We're not going to, but yeah. I had played maybe five campaigns at D&D mm. at that point, so I did not know Margot, yeah. like, at all. I made her chunky human ranger couldn't chew yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i mean that's kind of something that happens at the beginning of all the season quests it's like when we don't really know our characters yet. you know I there's think... there's one thing i i don't know if i actually did say it or not that i regret not putting in if i didn't is just probably bungo back home wherever it was and the just lapad and just like the first snow start falling. Mm. Oh, that would be a night and that no. would have been that, that would have been, been nice. nice. Yeah. As I'm rifling through all of the level twenty spells. Yeah. Level twenty spells, level ten? Nice. Nine. nine. Level nine spells that uh, Tom left me. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but I left you under my bed. I forgot about that, but <laughs> um yeah, thought I mean Final note on final notes on winter for each of us based on how we feel felt about our characters. We've pl- I've I've played uh, a few characters since Thorkell now, uh, but Thorkell I think was my like most fleshed out like this is the character that I wanted to play. Like I I got Lucy messaged me about Season Quest and when I was working in like November of 2019 and I was like oh. Uh, no, in December. Yeah, December. Yeah, and this I was like, this is the character that I want to play, a barbarian who just really loves his kid, and mm. then I just like fleshed that out so heavily. I loved playing Bunga. It was I so because I was doing a lot of planning and stuff for Season Quest. I didn't go heavy into like character details. Like I had to spend a lot of time finding spells and stuff. Um, but I didn't go heavy into character details. So I just went with very sweet, which I find <laughs> very easy to play. I've played mean characters before and they've just become sweet because I'm just not very good at playing mean characters. So I'd, it was just so much fun playing Bungo. And I, yeah, as I said, I'd never played a wizard before, which was a fucking delight. Love I loved wizards. being a wizard so mm. much. Wizards are so fun. Although <laughs> I, already a wizard for my I, Yeah, I'm already campaign. playing a wizard since then. I'm, <laughs> nice. But I've gone for a cool wizard and my name is Rebel River. Nice. <laughs> I have a gun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny that I have a gun. Lucy, I'm a wizard with a gun. Lucy spell casting thing is just a gun that instead of firing bullets, fires spells. Which yeah, is fucking gun. Yeah, but yeah, no, I loved being Bunga. Uh, I'd never played a character who had spells before, so getting to play Margot and like have my ranger spells, we ma- I managed to grab the uh, ranger like D and D spell cards, which made it so much easier. Looking over at Lucy's very, very long Excel document of all of her spells and abilities and everything. A five-page Excel document. Yeah, ridiculous. I got the deck of cards, and it was so helpful to just have them in front of me on the table, playing them in face-down position. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed playing D&D. It got me reinvigorated with the game mm. itself, and... I thoroughly enjoyed that part of the podcast, and we've managed to keep it going. Our goal for the first year of Season Quest was to hit 1,000 downloads, and by the time this episode comes out, we're sitting at 1,011 downloads. By the so time this episode. By, by the time we're recording yeah. this episode, yeah. sorry. Which is very exciting. This was, it was really fun, especially since we were level 10. Mm. We yeah. Had, I, that, that was my second level 10 character, I think. Highest level character I'd ever played. Like, yep. so much more stuff you can do than, because we always played low level that's right i'd only ever been level one before Mm. that campaign you know i thought about leveling you up to 20 before the final battle but that would have been ridiculous and i didn't want to keep stupid i I didn't want to keep track of that 
Uh, Charlie, do you have any final things to say about winter? Uh, yeah, uh, winter was so much fun. Um, I always love running campaigns like that where it's pretty much like saving the world kind of shit um, and having these characters who are destined for greatness or de- deceiving in choice case. <laughs> <laughs> Um, deceiving for greatness. Yeah. Deceiving for greatness. Um, <laughs> you guys did wonderfully. Um, I really enjoyed playing Winter with you guys, and it was a delight to have my homebrew world become public. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. your homebrew is so in depth. Yeah, because so that's, that's six or seven years worth of me just thinking about a, a world to myself like a nerd. Mm hmm. And there's every single bit of it is is in here, you know. Yeah. yeah. Very. Uh, and I think that's it. I have one final question for Charlie. Oh, I'm oh my so goodness, sorry. It's been nearly two hours. Okay, quick. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. How did it feel? You know, you've DM'd a fair bit. Mm. How did it feel having a structured campaign in terms of you knew there was going to be twelve episodes, you knew that there was going to be those arcs, and that these players and these characters were going to be there from start till finish every week yeah so that did actually affect my dming because about halfway through i remember uh, i think lucy was like hey we we've only got maybe like four episodes left and i was like i was like oh okay i need to hurry this up so like that's why we had the train yeah that's why we had the train yeah that's where the train came from um so that we could sort of move through the levels quicker and make that happen so like having to be put under pressure literally railroading your campaign (laughs) literally yeah it was it was um it was new but i i love that sort of shit where you you have those limitations Mm. like art by limitations you can get some of the coolest shit out of that so, I enjoyed it. Hmm. Thank you. Very good. I've been Lucy and Bongo the Good. I've been Tom and Thorkel Golaki. I've been Troy and Margot Rita. I've been Charlie and I've been the rest of them. And yeah, as, as said previously, you can find us at Season Quest Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of Springs come out at this point, which is very exciting. And we have the first episode of Summer next week on the 4th of December on the 4th of December (laughs) I can't wait we'll see you then I bet everyone's characters are going to be really nice (laughs) and have great voices too (laughs) 